Welcome into the Dadverb Podcast. On this episode, we are going to be chatting with one of our Discord members, longtime viewer and, and uh, kind of subscriber to uh, the Dad Squad over here, Dr. Kazu Suzuki. If you're watching on YouTube, you're seeing a new face. Uh, but we're also joined, as usual, by Andrew Saunders and Ben Brown. We'd like to start off our episodes with just a little bit of a sick check. And I think up to this point, uh, our families have been healthy. Uh, and I'm I'm sorry, guys. I'm breaking the streak. Uh, right now, Uh-oh. I got sick. God, yeah, I know. Oh, I know. No. I know. I, you know, I have a work conference to go through next week. Nice things. I know. <laughs> I, that's it. I'm drinking uh, this like hot water uh, in this little in this little thing that's uh that's that's gonna be keeping me afloat throughout this episode. My voice uh, I think sounds normal, but my throat feels like I'm swallowing a little bit of glass. So not feeling it. Saunders, we'll start with you. We'll go no, ben. We're good. We're good. Yeah. Why are you no, not good? No man? sicknesses. I will let you good? know when we are. Not, no. Um, no, we're doing great. <laughs> uh, no sicknesses other than it's like negative 20 here. You know, it's not that bad. It's it's 33 right now, but it That's was earlier yesterday. It's 40 degrees over here. Ben, how are you doing, man? How's your family? Good, good. Kids are all doing well. Everybody's healthy at the moment. Um, so hopefully we stay that way. We've got a vacation coming up in a couple of weeks. So it's uh, prime time for somebody to get sick. Every time we've had guests on the show, I feel like they're the ones who break the streak for us. I think we're like two for two or three for three for like our guests having sick members of the family. Dr. Kazu Suzuki, how's your family doing? Are they sick? They're good? Oh, my family is doing great. Thank you so much. Oh, there it is. I should tell you, my hospital, I'm not sure if I could name it for now. My hospital is completely, completely full. Oh. So is all the neighboring hospital. Mm-hmm. Oh. Uh, so don't be complacent. Be careful. Wear a mask if it's crowded. Get all your vaccines. Don't there be complacent. Go. Babies, babies should get wow. RSV uh, shot if it's available. Please yep. do. We Little, we covered that yeah. on, la- on the last yeah, episode, yeah, right? Yeah, about last yeah. episode. If it's yes. available, get it. Absolutely. So if you guys didn't know, uh, so uh, uh, let me, I, I didn't uh, do a, a good enough introduction. So uh, uh, Dr. Suzuki here, Kazoo, we're just going to call you Kazoo throughout. Do you want call Dr. Kazoo. Kazoo? Call Kazoo? Me Kazoo. Kazoo? No, 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 call me Kazoo. It's easy. Call you Doc. No, I'm kidding. All right, Kazoo. No, Doc's just fine. <laughs> late for dinner. That's fine. <laughs> uh, Kazoo is, uh, he's based out of Los Angeles and he's a podiatrist. Um, and uh, he's kind of chimed in on the Discord for a couple of different things. He suggested good running shoes for me. He is uh, an athlete, which we'll dive into um, because, you know, after kids, life changes. So I definitely want to uh, open up uh, open up on that. Uh, and uh, he's vegan, vegetarian, right? Or is it vegan or vegetarian? Yeah, um, vegan. Those are different More things. Less- yeah, well, thing. kind of. Well, vegetarian means that you might drink milk, you might eat cheese here and there. Exactly. What's your deal? Hmm? Where are you at? My deal is mostly vegan, although I'm a fish on weekends. I'm a fish eating vegan. All right, there we <laughs> go. I can, I can <laughs> go deeper into that. No, that's, uh, so, okay, so, well, how that lifestyle might translate to your relationship with your wife, your kids, is that something that you, that you desire for them or that they've shown an interest in? We'll dive into all of that. Uh, again, I apologize for breaking the streak, guys, for the sick checks. That's that's on me. That's on me, but uh, that's just how it it's is. Right. Uh, and then uh, for everyone listening, uh, next couple of weeks might be a little topsy-turvy. I'm out next week. Ben's out the week following, so we might have um, some some fillers, some gaps uh, filling in. So just uh, be on the lookout for that here in the Dadbird podcast. Also, I'm trying a new color scheme. If you like it, drop a comment. If you hate it, 
stay quiet. Okay, no. <laughs> or or you guys like suggest different colors in the background, and I'll do whatever the comments say. I'll do that. I'll do that. Anyway, uh, Kazoo, so happy to have you on the show again. Long time uh, contributor to our Discord, uh, adding valuable uh, feedback and all that. Uh, and I guess the first thing I do want to talk about that I kind of do want to open up on is uh, is what you mentioned on about about being a uh, I guess vegetarian and all that. You, you mentioned pre-show that it's something that you do, but it's not something that uh, you said your wife does eat meat, right? Yeah. So as a parent, you know, you've got kids, uh, your choices, your lifestyle. Is that something that, you know, that you'd like to, you know, try to get your your kids involved in as well? Or are they just eating dino nuggets, dino nuggets? And also, <laughs> like, where are they no, at? You know, so I'm no, kids, we, man. Jeez. No, if, if the bottom line is what we want, what we we want, what's best for the baby. I have a, have mm-hmm. a, have a seven month old son. Mm-hmm. And I want what's we want me and my wife we want what's best for him. So basically, what does that mean? Starting four months old, we're giving him peanut powder uh, or mm-hmm. the allergen powders. We do all of that. We did start as uh, months four, and every day we give him different food with the different spices because we don't want him to be, you know, like one dimensional baby who mm-hmm. just eats McDonald's like yeah. all day long, right? Yeah. What's so, <laughs> he's working on the palate. Mm-hmm. Yeah, working on the palate, and uh, especially, uh, again, allergens. Um, yeah. You guys know Emily Oster, the the author. Mm-hmm. She, she did all oh, the yeah. baby books, uh, economist mm-hmm. slash baby blogger. Uh, and the C says she summarized in one advice to the new dads, new parents, is give allergen to the babies because we have all these babies you guys know probably have egg mm-hmm. allergies, peanut allergies, this allergy. Mm-hmm. And that started with some misinformation and uh, misdirection from the medical community, unfortunately. So again, allergen starting at the month four and continuously, even just a little bit by a little bit, I insist I, I give Bamba. Bamba is like those peanut oh, yeah. snacks yeah. Yeah. Every, every day, every night. Uh, to okay. my baby, that's kind of my job, uh, mm. so that he doesn't get peanut allergies uh, when he mm. grows up. So you're Japanese, right? I'm Japanese. Yeah, I was born raised in Tokyo. Yeah, and, and my and... wife is uh, from Midwest. So oh, okay, the Midwest. Okay, gotcha. So because yeah. I, you know, I and we talked about you know culture in the past, right? Like I'm American born, but my mom, you know, I'm Puerto Rican, Chinese, got that, and I, I'd love to pass that down to our kids. But unfortunately, they're just stuck in Chick Fil A. In that world, right? It was just so sad. No, but um, uh, when it comes to a culture perspective, are you uh, at? Well, I mean, your little is you know it's under one still. But uh, mm-hmm. are there any sort of uh, things that are unique to you, your culture that that you'd like to pass down to your little? Uh, absolutely. Uh, he looks just like me. <laughs> my wife is looking mad at me because uh, my baby picture looks exactly like my baby. So uh, anyhow, yeah, I do want to teach him the language, culture, music, mm-hmm. everything, right? Pokemon. Hi. Yes. How can you miss he Pokemon? It. He said it. He said it. <laughs> and, uh, we got to drop it. And, there it is. And that, that includes the, the food and the culture, mm-hmm. spices, everything. So mm-hmm. I definitely want to pass that on to my baby. And um uh, what else? What else were we talking about? The well, food I, or yeah. the 
Tell me your question again. So we were talking a little bit beforehand because I think we've gone into food multiple times. I mean, I'm a mm-hmm. foodie, and for the record, we had chicken tikka masala tonight, and the two year old scarfed it down. So you know what? Mm-hmm. That sounds that was, good. That's, that's great. Um, that is good food, and I'm into that. But um, you were talking a little earlier about how you and your wife have decided to handle your vegan diet versus her not vegan diet, and how you're doing that with your with your child. I think it'd be good to just hear how you're navigating that because I don't think like I think the rest of us are all omnivore carnivores and mm. th- that isn't something that we have had the opportunity to discuss with someone who is, has made the choice to be vegan and how they've handled that in a relationship where everybody isn't right on one dietary program. Yeah. I, I don't, I, well, to be honest with you guys, I don't really take it that seriously mm-hmm. or, 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 or I, it's not it's one of the nice it's things, not like right? yeah, yeah, McDonald's bag and puts it on the side yeah. <laughs> no again going back going back to my original point we want what's best for our baby and I think mm-hmm. I want we want our baby to be omnivores right mm-hmm. and if he decided to be a vegan after he grows up and that's all the powers to him same thing with uh, religions you know there's mm-hmm. Uh, our, our, my family is primarily Buddhism, and mm-hmm. I have a couple. I have an aunt who's a devout Christian, but uh, we basically made a. We had a talk. We basically made a decision that we're not going to push religion down his throat. Mm-hmm. Uh, that we already agreed on that. Yeah. Uh, so after he grows up, if he decides to do go to Zen temple down the street and meditate, and all the powers to him. Uh, no. On the other hand, if he wants to go to church and become born again, you know, Christian, yeah. that's that's his choice. That's uh, cool. I think we want to give him the options, right? Give him options, give him the best education, give him the best, healthiest environment, and mm-hmm. uh, be the happiest baby as he can be. That's what we want. So, so we don't really we don't really go into heated argument or anything between me and my wife. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so up to this point, you're you're seven months in, right? Uh, you mentioned pre-show that you were quite an athlete, right? You've done two Ironman yeah. competitions. Yep. Uh, you've run multiple marathons. I think you still continue to run marathons, right? Yep. But there was also a hitch where you welcome the baby. There comes that phase, regain a little bit of weight. You might drop off your routine. Can you talk yeah. about your routine before and what it looks like now and how you balance, you know, your duties as a dad? Your duties as uh, you know, as a podiatrist, but then also maintaining the fitness levels that you desire to keep on running marathons or, or achieving the goals that you have in that regard, because that's a hard balance, right? How do you go about that? Yeah, I mean, again, going back to the baby family becomes number one. So yes, it's my hobby to train for marathons and run marathons. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's my hobby. I can put it back in a back burner if, if mm-hmm. it needs to, and that's what I did because uh. uh, I was in a newborn stage. It was so hard for me. I mean, hard for my wife. Of course, it was hard for me too because of the sleep deprivation. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was stress eating. I gained ten pounds. Uh, I my I checked my cholesterol. My cholesterol was sky high, so I'm on cholesterol medication now. Yeah. Um, it's okay. It's a phase. Yeah. Uh, the, the, all my friends, including you guys, I, I learned most of my baby stuff from you guys. And uh, that Uh-oh. baby, that's newborn stages, <laughs> newborn stages, newborn stages is a grind. It's a daily mm-hmm. grind to support yeah. the mom, you know, wash the pump and deliver the pump and 
you know, yeah. pick up food or whatever. You do whatever mm. you have to do to help them out. Yeah. And uh, for us, the mom was pumping during the night, throughout the night. So my job was to watch the babies throughout the night. So I was I was seeing being a doctor during the day. I was a night nurse, a straight mm-hmm. night nurse for 100 days straight until we started doing the sleep training. And uh, uh, yeah, I was completely sleep deprived. I had no idea what I was getting into. Uh, but now I know. Now I know yeah. how hard it is. Yeah. But you know what? My parents does. did it. Our parents all did it. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. Watched them for that course. I went, this might be a thing. And then all of a sudden you're like, that man no. lied to me. I spent that money and he didn't tell me all the rules. <laughs> That's the thing though. Like, so like no matter how many YouTube videos you watch, no matter what, like, oh, like nothing, the nothing though, preps you, take, you for that. Nothing right. can prepare you for the, like those first three, four months. It, and it's like, and that's the hard reality, especially like on Discord. It's like, hey, what's the best way to do this? I'm like, sometime, and other people have said this. Mm-hmm. It's like, you just got to like grit it. You just do out. it. Yeah, it just sucks. Like yeah. those early months. It's tough, man. It's sleep deprivation. It's up, but like your life will get back to it. But um. well, and even, even when we went to have our, our second, uh, when we had our daughter almost, gosh, almost a year ago now, um, I had to ask my wife before my daughter arrived, I had to go back to her and say, how did we do sleep? Like when we had our son, like, I don't remember what that sleep schedule looked like. Cause we, you know, we were almost two and a half years between our two kids. Um, and I did not remember what that was like and what that, that grind was. And luckily it's, I think it's easier with the second cause you sort of just fall back into that routine. You just know how it goes and you just do it. Um, but yeah, it's, I had to have her remind me exactly what that was like until we got back into it. And I was like, oh, that's what this is. Okay. Yeah. I must have like kind of pushed it to the back and gone, yeah, let's do this again. It's fine. Yeah. I feel like sometimes it's like harder for me to, I guess, like empathize, you know, because it's mm-hmm. like, it, it, we're not even, I'm not even that far away from it, but like we're, you know, we're officially done you know, with kiddos and stuff. And, I, and when I hear, you know, new dads, you know, that are going through that, that, that early phase. You know, I'm just kind of like, yeah, it sucks, but you'll be all right. You know, but like, <laughs> <laughs> it but ends eventually. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And that's yeah. why it's important for guys like, you know, like you, Kazoo, and all those guys who are just like, uh, you know, that are kind of still like just a little bit just fresh past that phase that they can empathize a little bit more. Like, yeah, we were there. And they have better tips. So I'm like, yeah, no, nah, it sucks, but, you know. <laughs> yeah, I, I still remember, I still remember we were doing like a couples therapy after the fact. Mm-hmm. And uh, the therapist told me, hey, it gets better. It's going to be okay. And I almost snap at her. Like, you mm-hmm. know, that's, some, that's something you say to suicidal teenagers. You know? yeah. It gets yeah. better. It's going it to be okay. You know what? Now really I think is. about it. Now I think about it. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it, it became okay. It got better. Right. Mm-hmm. That's, that's the same thing that I like. And, and, and you know, I'm a guy who kind of grew up with, you know, with like church and Christians and Christianity or whatever. But like when you're having a hard time, you're like you should pray more. I'm like, man, f you. Like that's the last thing <laughs> the last, I want to hear. Is you should pray. Yeah, and, uh, I'm not trying to press buttons or anything like that because this is a guy who, like, you know, I'm a, I grew up a churchy kid, but like that's the last thing I want to hear. So like when you're on these, when you're trying to get tips, I'm like, man, what are some sleep tips or whatever? It's like it'll get better. Like, you know, man, hindsight, hindsight being 2020, right? Yeah, I think the is. one thing I can compare it to is that first week of boot camp. Because that first week of boot camp, everybody's yelling at you. You don't know what's going on. You're exhausted. You're walking more than you've ever walked in your entire life because they won't put you in a car, right? I mean, for most people, you go from not walking a mile a day 
or two miles a day, right? To walking four to five miles a day because you're just walking everywhere. And so I really think like looking back, the only other time I've been as exhausted as I was when I had newborn Mm -hmm. was that first couple of weeks of boot camp where you're just confused and hungry all the time and you can never get enough sleep and someone's always yelling at you. The difference is at boot camp, you can understand the words with a newborn. They're just yelling and you don't know why they're mad at you. They're just mad at you. Just go, just go through your <laughs> yeah. checklist and hope you figure it out. Is there it a diaper? Go. Are they hungry? Are too. they tired? Just go through the list of all the stuff you did wrong. <laughs> why are you, you know? screaming at me? Yeah. So at, at seven months now that, that you're in it, what does your day to day look like? Do you feel like you've got a, you're, you're kind of falling into a, a decent routine or are you kind yeah. of dealing with sleep regressions? Like, where's your current phase of dad life at right now? No, we're at the awesome stage because uh, we did a sleep training starting at month five. Mm-hmm. Uh, we did a Faber thing, right? I'm sure you guys Faber know method. what mm-hmm. that is. Yeah, yeah. So mm-hmm. you let them cry out, cry out five minutes, 10 minutes, 12 mm-hmm. minutes, something like that. I'm sure you can Google it and find out yeah. Uh, yeah. what we did. And it was half a couple of days. And after that, boom, it was like he was like a completely different kid. He yeah. sleeps through the night. Like 11, 12 hours almost. That's uh, amazing. You know, a couple wow. of times that we don't even have to walk into the room. Yeah. And again, that change that was like a life changing. I was like, wow. Yeah. So I this... can work, I can sleep, and you know, it's, and it's, baby's it's, not right now. It's, baby's still not just immobile. Yet. Yeah. Right. So that's actually Ooh, you're yes. in a great spot. The moment start moving, awesome yeah. Spot. Yeah. yeah. That's they're not moving and they're sleeping. That's really you've hit that golden, that sweet spot. I know. Yeah. I know. Yeah. Dude, like our, our, I got I got easy right now. Yeah, our year and a half old man. I'm tell it's it's uh she is into everything. But I don't know. I just it's just weird having a daughter though, because like I, she is my biggest crush. She is like just the best. Like I I love it. But man, she pushes my buttons harder than the boys. Mm-hmm. But for whatever reason, I'm like more uh cool with it. I, I don't know, man. Yeah, she, I get it. She's the youngest. Yeah. She's the princess, and I, you know, I uh, definitely, <laughs> definitely not immune to that. For sure. My daughter refuses to use her baby sign language, even though she knows it. Mm. She just looks at me and bangs on her tray and screams and just goes ah when she wants more food. And I look at her and I go, sweetheart, I sweetheart more, more. Yeah, sweetheart, and she's yeah. no, she just refuses. She just she's, yells at me because she knows eventually I'm just going to hand her the food anyways because I know dude, she's upset uh, and I can't she's, stand she's watching it. You. Oh, hundred percent, hundred percent. She knows what she's doing. Yeah. The, my, yeah. So my ten month old has just started doing more. She's nonverbal, right? She is ten months mm-hmm. old. It's like we have the the right, but mm-hmm. she's now doing more. I don't think she's doing it in context. But mm. she's definitely like picked that up from her sister and and starting yeah. to do it. And she's actually getting. We bought her one of those, um, you know the like standy things where they bounce. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, we bought one with wheels, so she can oh, like one of those, yeah, scoot like herself around the room, and it's basically oh. like a, a nine month old with bumper cars. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. it's just a demolition derby. Yeah, yeah, gosh, yeah exactly. Yeah. So she loves it because the dogs get out of the way. (laughs) I love it because she clears the dogs out of the way. But she's finally started recognizing humans. So she'll like go to mom, go to dad, go to sister. Mm. And so that's kind of cool, even though, right, she's nonverbal at this point. I mean, it's not because there's anything wrong. She just 
can't articulate mama dada you know right mm-hmm. she's 10 months old but she's <laughs> like she'll make eye contact and she'll off she'll scoot and it's like uh-oh this isn't you gonna be hear good it coming too. crawling yeah yeah, yeah you get the rolling sound you're like dada it's like jaws beware you your know, ankles with yeah. our first two boys i feel like we didn't do as much of the sign language i don't know if it's like this like, explosion of miss rachel or something like or what but like our daughter there's so much more like you know, uh, use with the hands with, with the more and then the all done and, and just mm-hmm. like, yep. well, no, that's not all done. What's all done? That's no, like, that's all done. All, finished. Finished. All, done. Like, all done. Yeah, yeah finished. Finished. Yeah, yeah, finished. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, she'll just yes, be like done. More finished. Milk, please. Yeah, milk. Apple. We got, we got, apple. We got thank you. We got fist oh, pumping like you. a Jersey yeah, guy yeah, for hey, thank you. She no, does. She hasn't got this. Yeah. yeah so, so it's, it's thank you. It's funny. It's really cute though. I think it's definitely a fun stage, but it's like it's not something that I remember with our boys as much. Um. But uh, yeah, with our daughter, there's more of that. But she, uh, I wouldn't say she's like slower to talk because I think she's like, you know, she's doing fine. She don't talk. But I feel like she has slightly less words than our sons. I don't know if mm-hmm. that's correlated to more use of the sign language and her being able to get her way to communicate like that. Uh, mm-hmm. But or maybe that's just how she's developing. She's fine. She's on track. But um, yeah, they know. Tell you what, our my two year old is she's getting contextual clues. Like my great my uncle left his water bottle under his chair. He got up to leave. She grabbed it and walked it to him, no prompting. She's like, you're leaving. You're forgetting your water bottle. You take this with you. And we're all just like, where did she get this? Where did the, like, that belongs to him. He's going away. Take it. Like, don't leave your crap in my house. Come from, from a two-year-old, right? But she's doing it all over the place. Like, just tonight we were talking, um, so we had, I made naan and chicken tikka masala and rice. And my dad was trying to get her to eat naan, rice, and chicken in like a little wrap, right? Mm-hmm. And he's like, do you want the sandwich? And she just goes, no. Like there was no hesitation. Yeah. There was no, she understood the context. She understood the question. And the answer was no. Get that <laughs> away from me. Like, okay, great. And then she proceeded to pick it apart and she ate the bread and the chicken and the rice separately, right? But that's that's life with a two-year-old i guess so yeah. so um, you're hearing all this we you know we got older kids and all that when you hear yeah. all this is there a part of you that, that's like like any parts that are getting you excited for what's to come or are you uh or have we scared you away because of the toddler stage and how dreadful it is no, <laughs> i mean no it's it's amazing it's it's uh it's uh, having a baby is i should tell you i'm an old dad i'm almost 50 years old so, mm-hmm. so, wow. yeah, so, uh, 55 0? No, no, 5 0. I'm you about to be 5 0. look like th- what? That's a Japanese thing, man. Dude, you look good. I hope I ain't that way. So, no, you know, this guy does not look like he's 50. Uh, There's no way. If, you, if you're thing. doubting us, go to the YouTube channel, check this out. Like, oh, just wow. fast Um, having a baby is really completely life-changing because I daily, mm-hmm. day in, day out, I see old people, old yeah. people who die in a hospital, mm-hmm. uh, poor old people, billionaires in my neighborhood, they all die. They all get sick and they all mm-hmm. die. And I see uh, people life passing and I see this, you know, brand new baby coming out and growing day by day. And that's amazing. It's a cycle of life, man. So. Mm-hmm. I know you guys talked about the stoicism and the daily mm-hmm. dad and all that. I'm I'm really into that kind of thing. Yeah. I have this thing on the wall. Um 
you can buy this from Amazon. Thing on the wall has 80 dots. So that's assuming mm. you live 80 years, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, I mocked it. I mocked it. Okay, so I was in Japan for, I don't know, 18 years. I'm in the United States for 30 some years. I was in the medical school for, you know, four years. And I, I mocked it all that. And put the dot, there's a baby came here. And I'm probably going to die in 20 years, 25 years, 30 years ago, you know. Like oh, what. my gosh. Uh, but but yeah. I'm mapping mm-hmm. this thing out. Again, it's it's deep, but I do this every day. I stay at this every day as I get dressed because, yeah. mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a daily dad thing. I mean, he yeah, stole yeah. it from Greek philosophers, right? So, yeah. Wow. Um, okay, so it's deep, it's, but you don't want to be oblivious that yeah. there's a cycle of life thing going on. And yeah. we will pass soon. But mm-hmm. just be careful what you say and what you do or do the right thing kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah, that's that's, so that's what I do every day. So I'm like yeah. conscious of that, but I don't like to dwell on it too much because it just freaks me out sometimes where it just like, I don't know. I feel like this heaviness and just like, yeah. like I already see my six-year-old. I'm like, dude, like you were a baby yesterday. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it just thinking about the passage of time and how fast it is. How I'm already at the precipice of like my 20 year high school graduation. I'm like, that did not feel like it was 20 years ago. It's just weird to think of, understand, like to really dwell on the passage of time. So I like trap myself in that naive oblivious stage because I feel like peace there sometimes. But, but you got to use it backwards. You got yeah. to think of it as that's why every day is precious. That's why mm-hmm. cop yeah. DM, right? You got to. Uh, Understand that, that this is not forever. Understand that Buddhism is the same thing. Nothing yeah. is permanent, right? So mm-hmm. understand that our life is, our time on this earth is limited, but you're going to make the best out of it anyway for the right. for the limited time that all we have. Well, I think that's such uh, one of the most interesting things about having kids is like everybody, I think everybody we've had conversations with talks about this idea that there's the, all the chapters you had in your life before your kids. And then as soon as that first kid arrives, there's sort of this, for, for a lot of people, there's this big perspective shift because you're literally looking at what is effectively your replacement, right? Like I have now created the next generation. I'm looking at the, the person who will succeed me in the world. And so what are the best things that I can pass on to them, teach them, what can I learn from them? What can they learn from me so that I'm making or helping make the next generation sort of better than I was or, or more knowledgeable, more caring, more empathetic, whatever, you know, kind of the goal is. Um, but it does, it makes you acutely aware of your own mortality. Um, and I think it's, that's one of the things, Andrew, like I've struggled with too, is just like, looking at my kid and going, man, like I'm, you know, I'm 36. I'm like going to be approaching 40 soon. Like it seemed like when my uncle turned 40, like that was such a big deal. Like, Oh, it's 40th birthday. And now like, I'm kind of approaching that. Um, and then looking back at that and saying, okay, well, you know, I'm not going to be here forever. Like, you know, I could walk out the door tomorrow and get in an accident and not be here tomorrow. So what can I do today that makes this more, worthwhile and gives it its sort of due, right? How do I sort of pay homage to the fact that I woke up this morning and everybody's safe and everybody's healthy and I'm able to spend that time with them and 
act as if it is 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 as special as it really is rather than just looking at it as another day with another routine um that i don't really appreciate yeah yeah Man, you guys are going all enlightened. I'm going with the man. I'm dead in 30 years. I got to set this kid up not to <laughs> fail. And this is like the amount of anxiety that increased in my life when I did the math was ri- just ridiculous, right? Just that underlying mm-hmm. level of like, uh oh. Because in my head, I'm still 25, right? Like up here, right. I'm in the prime mm-hmm. of my life. I'm 20. Life is good, but that's obviously not the reality I'm living in. Yeah. And I, it, Every day. I mean, I, again, right? Try and live every moment. Try and do all the stoic mm-hmm. things to make it perfect. But on the other hand, I I look at it and I go, it's not uncommon for men to have heart attacks in their 50s and die. It's not uncommon mm-hmm. for people. The average life is 67, right? I'm 27 years from average at this point. Mm-hmm. I mean, I just, the idea that my kid is going to lose me in their early 20s is absolutely frightening to me considering like just recent, like this is big for me. Cause just recently I have no more grandparents like mm-hmm. that. I don't, I'm assuming most of you lost your grandparents, but that wasn't a thing mm-hmm. two years, three years ago for me. I still had two grandmothers. Right. And my kids will not know their grandparents in their twenties. They just won't exist. Mm-hmm. Um, like my, my father-in-law is probably going to pass away in the next 12 months. We just found wow. out. So mm. like, it's just, sorry, man. so there's a lot of weird anxiety for like, yep, let's put a poster on the wall. Let's positive thinking. On the other hand, there's part of me that like, that's all great. I need real stuff. I don't need motivational speeches and the guy going, just give it a shot. It'll be better. Right. Like, yeah. You know, what, does that make sense? Like, and it's so just I, one of the weird anxiety. So I, Hold on a second, Andrew. Hold on yeah. a second. It's I, I, as, as from the healthcare Right. Field, if you will, you you don't have to be scared. You, with a little bit of research, a little bit of labs, so you, what you need is you can do uh, this this thing called uh, coronary calcium scan. It's like hundred bucks. Yeah. Uh, I mean, some places it's free. Uh, some states, it's like hundred bucks scan, five second scan. That'll tell you exactly how much calcium you have in your coronary artery. <laughs> That'll mm. predict. Almost with a certainty, if you're gonna drop dead in the next ten years wait, or not. There's such a thing of cholesterol. I told you about I told you about the cholesterol. Cholesterol, you can yeah, just check yeah. your heart, just scan your heart, CT I mean, scan. Don't get me wrong. It takes uh, five seconds. I'm doing all the right stuff. Like I, I get my labs done annually. I just got it all back. I am within normal range on like everything, right? I'm not like sitting here going, no, I have heart palpitations and I'm gonna fall over dead, but. Yeah. That being said, my uncle was 67, had a brain aneurysm, and died, no notice, right? It's just mm-hmm. – it, it, We – yeah. Brain yeah, aneurysm in our family you. as well. I do want to tell you those things are vanishingly rare. Uh, the people who okay. drop die is really pretty rare. But mm-hmm. if you do the right thing – it, it, let me allow me to give you one book recommendation. There's a – obviously, I don't get any money from this. But there's a guy by the name Pita Atia, A-T-T-I-A, mm-hmm. Pita Atia. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, this book called Outlive uh, that came a couple months ago. I read it twice. He's pretty um, active on YouTube and everywhere else. You can actually listen to his lecture. Yeah, his podcast, his buddy with really Andrew Huberman and those guys. Um, okay. You can read, you can pretty much read all of his stuff on his podcast. Uh, but bottom line is okay, I'll give you condense his 
book in two minutes. Exercise, 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 exercise every day. Uh, cardio maybe three times a week and maybe weight training in between. You have to move every day. That's the best way mm-hmm. to extend your health span, not just uh, not just live longer, but stay healthy. Uh, what else? Diet. He doesn't want to really get into diet, but obviously cut out the junk. Don't smoke. Don't drink. Cut out processed food. Those are pretty good basic stuff. I can tell you the Mediterranean diet that we say is probably the most best studied diet in the world. Uh, Mediterranean diet. So salads, beans, maybe fish on the side for omega-3 and protein. That's why I eat little fish on the side, but I'm mostly Mm -hmm. vegan. A mostly plant-based guy. Uh, part of it is ethics, because because uh, I love animals, but mostly it's for the health reasons. Because I want to stick around, right? I look at the map, mm-hmm. my map of 80 years. Right. I want to stick around to see my son. Uh, and I'm way ahead of you guys in terms of aging. Uh, what else? So exercise every day. There's a book called How Not to Die. I think. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Michael that's Greger. A, that's a doctor vegan. He's a he's a he's a but he's a hardcore vegan. Doctor, though. So oh, yeah. Every, but, every, I, <laughs> but, but, but then again, I read his book. He has a really good point. And again, his, his point is valid. You yeah. don't eat junk food and have a plant food, mostly plant fruit based diet that is the scientifically proven way to live longer and healthier. That's absolutely true. I think if I were to like, if uh, thinking about this conversation, if I were to have like one action item for myself, and maybe you guys can do this with me too, right? If you were to like do one action item, whether that's move more, eat better, whatever, I think if there's like one thing that I could just try to improve on this week, for me, I think, and because of the workload and stuff like that, I haven't been working out as much, but I think just eliminating processed foods. And you realize like Mm -hmm. how much of it you consume, whether that's like, deli meats or you know whatever less processed food uh, like you know breakfast bars or you know all that kind of stuff if Mm. i could uh, limit that i feel like i would just feel better and you know when you know like how like it's hard to like you know um describe like i just feel better i i i I ate better this week or i I stopped eating candy or i ran more i just feel better like i think i would have that feeling if i were to just take one action item away from what we were just talking about less processed foods i think that would actually like be an absolute game changer for me it would be and and, uh, yeah so yeah so that's it move be healthy Mm -hmm. do labs do use science to your advantage we have all these amazing amazing health advances that we made it's year 2024 we can do all sorts of amazing stuff mm-hmm. uh, like hepatitis C used to be deadly disease now we can take medication it goes away uh, HIV we mm. pretty much conquered it we pretty much cured it uh, we have all these medications that suppress the virus down to zero mm. uh, what else cancer we have all these amazing therapies that are coming out all the time uh, that's basically people living longer people live long to their longevity age even with the most cancers uh, unless it's a really bad ones, right? Um, what else? CRISPR. CRISPR is a gene therapy. So such that all these genetic disease that we couldn't cure before, like sickle cell, uh, those are genetic anemia that you couldn't do anything about whatsoever. Now there's a therapy to actually go inside your genes and fix the genes at the, at the level, molecular level. And mm-hmm. Boom, it's fixed. 
Uh, so there's future is bright, guys, in terms of that. But in the meantime, yeah. exercise and eat yeah. healthy. So and sleep, all all that, all the basic stuff. They're not that difficult, and they don't cost that much money. They don't cost sleep that much. That's actually has sleep. that's actually a bigger deal than oh, I think that's, most that's people. That's something do that we like in sleep. I understand. Yeah, sleep is a but tough the, one. So it's a tough one, but they still have to, you know. Cool. We can always cut out some TV time and get a little more sleep for your health. Whoa. Whoa. You're cutting out my real housewives <laughs> for sleep? What are you? What? <laughs> yeah. Well, guys, listen. Uh, I, I think we've had a wonderful conversation with Kazoo here. Um, it, do we have any final words before we kind of sign off here? Ben, Andrew, is there anything that you kind of wanted to close with? If not, we'll, we'll leave the final word to Kazoo and, and um, you know, uh, we'll give him the floor to the end. Do you guys have anything? I'm good. No. Great conversation. Yeah. Appreciate your yeah. time. Thanks for yeah. thanks for joining us. You're welcome. Uh, so, um, Doctor, thank you yes. so much for for joining thank us. You. For for any new dads out there, is there anything, any words of encouragement, any tips that you kind of want to leave off before we kind of sign off? Uh, we'll we'll leave the final word to you, our guest. I say thank you for Andrew and you guys. Thank you. I learned from you guys, and uh, thank you for helping me. Show the, showing the way, and, oh, and no, the new no. mattress. New mattress is the best. Hey, there we go. <laughs> there go. Not we got we got two. Not got sponsored. Two I thought it was sponsored. I was. Anyhow, you know what's funny about that? Literally, they reached out to me like, "Hey, we got a new thing." And I'm like, "Guys, I think I'm gonna start stopping the uh, the baby gear reviews. I think my time is done with that." And they're like, "Yeah." <laughs> I was like, "Yeah, no." I'm... <laughs> uh, I left them anyway. Yeah, there you go. Hey, Newton has been a great product, though. So there you go. That's, mm-hmm. that's our final sign off, guys. It's a it's a product plug. <laughs> Anywho, an unpaid product plug. All right. <laughs> there you go. That was excellent. Unpaid. <laughs> Anywho, listen. That was uh, this episode of the Dad Burb Podcast. Uh, check the links in the show notes or the YouTube description to join us on Discord, where you can talk to Doc over here. Visit dadburb.com for courses from pregnancy up through year one of fatherhood. And as always, thanks for listening. We'll catch you in the next one. Peace, guys. Have a great day. And uh, live healthy. (laughs) Peace.